This is the Hindu on Books, a weekly podcast from India's national newspaper on the latest and the best from the world of literature. Hi there, this is Shobhana K Nair and you're listening to the Hindu on Book podcast. Before I introduce our guest for the day, let me get you warmed up with a little anecdote. In 1778 I'm talking about some 245 years back women were thrown out of the public gallery of the house of commons now fighting against their exclusion women began to listen into the debate sitting close to the ventilator shafts of the parliament and for 56 years women interested in politics refusing to give up fighting the exclusion did just this and it was only in 1834 after the british parliament building was burnt down and the new palace of westminster was constructed that women got their own gallery we take pride in the fact that we have universal franchise our women had the right to vote from day one but has it been easy Today we will discuss just this with author Nidhi Sharma who has chronicled life of 17 women politicians. Welcome Nidhi. Thank you Shobhana. So uh Nidhi what all of us most of us let me qualify that by saying most of us we don't realize is the hard work that goes into politics and the insane hours that this profession demands of you. which means for women who are expected to balance both domestic and work life it becomes tougher now your book is replete with examples of this insane balance that women politicians have to do you know you need to talk us through a few of those incidents which really touched your heart beat smriti rani's early months uh, with a two month old baby or uh, that beautiful nugget uh, anecdote that you have about uh, ambika soni and indra gandhi bonding with her child talk us through those moments so shobhna it was uh, very interesting to uh, you know interact with a lot of these uh, women leaders i've chronicled about 17 of them and uh, a majority of them i have uh, you know gone in the book uh, actually talking about uh, you know their experiences not just as we know them as politicians you know their uh, lives are very much under the uh, public scrutiny and people know uh, as far as their political uh, trajectory is concerned but what we do not uh, really uh, give a second thought to even as a political journalist i don't give to is what are their struggles as individuals when they are starting out and when they finally reach a place uh, in politics so what was very interesting for me was how all of them uh, struggled to you know make time for their families for their children uh, like uh, smriti rani uh, used to shoot while she was trying to uh, you know uh, she was a normal uh, bjp worker and she was shooting for one of those uh, serials that she was a part of and uh, she was uh, roped in by uh, pramod mahajan to campaign for bjp in the uh, rajasthan assembly elections so she uh, has actually uh, you know confided that you know how she had a young uh, daughter just about 2 or 3 months old she would uh, you know put her to bed 
then take a night flight go to rajasthan and campaign do uh, whatever she was required to you know as a karyakarta and then fly back again and she said there have been times that you know i have got a call from the cook saying that didi ghar mein kya pakau sabji nahi hai so she said that you know there was a time that i actually was coming back i think she says that raipur that she picked up vegetables from on the way and she said you just start off the preparation i'll just come and uh, uh, you know give you the vegetables from there to even pratibha patel who right now is leading a retired life uh, and she speaks about how uh, you know she would uh, not be able to leave her children there would always be an aunt taking care of her children and she stepped into politics when she was just 26 and she hadn't i think got married by then and uh, she said that she would uh, not be able to leave her children and uh, they would come and hug her and say don't go today and you know it was very interesting to see the working mothers guilt in a lot of them you have a very uh, beautiful incident of ambika somi and indira gandhi talk to us too about that <laughs> so uh, it was very interesting that she was saying that you know she wa- she had nothing to do with politics she had politics and she was uh, in fact married to an ifs officer she was recalling that how she was suddenly uh, you know asked by indira gandhi who uh, at that time uh, was the prime minister and she was traveling to another uh, country well uh, uh, ambika soni's husband was posted in italy and she said that they made a brief stopover because her uh, plane needed either refueling or uh, you know needed some attention so she met ambika soni whom she knew because uh, the gandhis at that time knew the family knew her father so she said what are you doing here so she said uh, that yeah uh, I, my husband is posted here she said that's okay he's posted here but what are you doing here and she said that she said no you come with me i need people uh, in the congress and she said i didn't know i just packed my bags and i took my son who was just about 2 or 3 years old and uh, she accompanied uh, mrs gandhi and she said that when i i didn't know what was expected of me so they were where they landed they were staying at the ambassador's uh, house and uh, she said that there was i didn't know i just locked myself inside the room and uh, she said that you know there was a knock on the door and uh, indira gandhi just came in and she said the the son opened the door and she said what are you doing inside and she just whisked him away so she said you know uh, but again she said that there were a lot of times that she was away from the child and uh, she did send uh, her son to a boarding in india finally when she realized that her husband has an uh, has a traveling job and she was uh, really invested in politics so all of them shobna i've seen uh, have just like us have had these choices to make and have had difficult choices to make yeah it's just it, it, it's 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 a story from all our all working mothers lives but i think in politics it takes another dimension because the number of hours and the traveling and the fact that you're facing public on a daily basis now uh you know there was there is another very fascinating uh, episode uh, that you recount in the book uh, uh, with your interview of prinda kara and how she fought for sari 
Yes. Tell us more about that. <laughs> so, um, so during the when, when I was writing the book, um, nowhere uh, you know I felt that I should be asking them about their sartorial tastes or something. Though I do uh, admire a lot of them for that. But uh, this episode actually she recounted on um, when she was telling me about her time that you know how she uh, you know uh, came into her own in uh, London. She actually she was interested in uh, studying drama, theatre. She wanted to step into that uh, realm where she had never explored uh, politics at that time. But at that time, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, London when, uh, you know, there were a lot of revolutionary ideas there in that uh, city. And, you know, she interacted with a lot of students there. Which year would this be? So this was when uh, she was actually uh, studying drama, I say. And this would be in the uh, 60s and that time. And uh, she said that uh, she was... uh, just trying to find herself. What happened was that when she, where she wanted to study drama, those, uh, now she could not have, the education there was expensive. So she knew that she had to um, actually, uh, you know, have a job. So she landed a job with Air India at that time. And what was interesting was that when she landed that uh, job, the timings of the school didn't match. And she said then she found it so exciting, like, you know, her job was so exciting that she never ended up studying drama and she uh, came back to India to join politics and all. Yeah, this is this is a what if movement, no? What if she had studied drama and not become a politician? <laughs> <laughs> so she was, in fact, uh, uh, she at that time said that uh, when she was in the uh, ground duty of Air India and uh, she asked, uh, she was given like everybody else, a skirt to wear. She said she had no problems in uh, wearing a skirt, but she was just wondering that why couldn't she wear a sari? So uh, she wrote an email to Bobby Cooker. Uh, At that time, she said, I didn't expect any reply. Uh, Maybe you need to tell our audience who Bobby Cooker is. Okay, sorry. So, uh, Bobby Kuka was heading Air India for over about 35 years and he's credited for actually uh, creating the Maharaja image, you know. So, he was really the, uh, the, the commercial director of the airlines for 35 years. So, he was actually the person behind uh, Air India. Yeah, so she wrote to Bobby Kuka and uh, she asked him whether... You know, why can't everybody uh, be, you know, women? Why can't uh, we wear a sari? So um, she says that, you know, she didn't expect a reply. And uh, what was funny was that he, she actually got a positive reply where uh, the, because it's the National Airlines of India uh, and saris signify, you know, it's a national dress. So uh, she said, it was such an endearing uh, response to my letter where he says, not only this girl can wear a sari at the airport, but any girl posted at the airport can wear one. So she said there, just uh, one, this thing, one permission. And she had so many, uh, you know, girls uh, just coming and queuing up uh, before and saying, teach us how to wear saris. Even the British girls who, 
uh, would just queue up and say that let's go to the restroom teach us how to wear a sari so she this she says was her first protest uh, so as to speak yeah what an amazing feat no what an amazing feat and what a few words can actually achieve um, you know um, right at the beginning of your book where you talk about the veterans um, there is this chapter on sucheta kriplani uh, what i found uh, of course her story and her itself is quite inspiring but again it is the smaller nuggets that interests me uh, sucheta kriplani and her husband were together in the parliament and that led to quite a few awkward moments right talk us through those awkward moments and how did both react to it so yes it was very interesting how uh, she was actually uh, so i'll just recount a bit of uh, you know uh, how she she was encouraged in fact by her husband to you know step into politics to get involved uh, in a lot of relief work so this was pre partition when uh, they started actually they got close they in fact there was a lot of uh, difference between age difference between the two and uh, he, so there was actually the relationship between her and her husband was uh, more of you know uh, really friendly and uh, they had a working relationship so what was uh, so they which was very rare at that time where uh, so she was uh, really an emancipated uh, woman and uh, she got full support from her husband who was many many years senior to her in fact i've even recounted how he was uh, actually there was a lot of opposition uh, against their marriage when they were trying to get married so much so that even um, mahatma gandhi was uh, opposed to her marriage so uh, so they did win popular elections at the time of the first election uh they were uh, uh, so uh, they win pop- uh, they were they won popular elections but there was a time when um they were in two different parties and there was this uh, particular uh, anecdote that i've actually chosen in the book when um, you know people started targeting them saying that uh, uh you know the uh, basically they are from separate political parties so uh, whenever she stood for her for an election her rivals would always say see her husband also does not agree with her because you know they are in separate parties he was in the congress and uh, uh, mr kriplani was in in the socialist party right the prajan socialist party it was uh, yes it was called the psp at that time and uh, she won the uh, she won the, the general election on a congress ticket this was in the 50s as far as i recall i think it was the second election i saw na 57 57 when she did uh, this thing so one day in parliament uh, one of the ministers again um, said you know so uh, he was critical uh, of the government and uh, so uh, he uh, somehow don he and nehru ji were very good friends they somehow uh, ended up at the other end of the you know political spectrum uh, so one day in parliament uh, i think one of the ministers um, said that you know even his wife does not agree with him to which um, his uh, reply was you know i didn't uh, marry an educated woman to work in the kitchen and uh, breed children so uh, later on you know the those were the times you know it wasn't that acrimonious within parliament 
So uh, at that time, uh, he ended up, uh, the minister ended up apologizing to uh, Kriplani and uh, said that, you know, uh, some apology was tendered at that time. Yeah, it is amazing, you know, when you are, uh, when it is a woman, it is so easy to run her down or, or to make a, a nasty remark against her. Uh, what quite shocked me in the book uh, was this anecdote that you relate about Vasundhara Raje. And one expects that she comes from this royal family, who, which has a lineage going back to uh, at least a couple of centuries. Um, her mom was responsible for establishing a leading the current ruling party. And yet, of all the people who you think she would be, one of the most protected people. And here, I mean, not uh, touched upon this um, anecdote where this senior Congress leader, was it minister? I'm not I'm not sure. Who made a pass at her of all the people. I mean, talk us through that incident. So Raghu Sharma, he's, he's actually the currently the minister, uh, minister in uh, Ashok Gehlot government. And he's a seasoned hand. So uh, he she was the serving chief minister. And uh, there was this, uh, see, there is, uh, it's not just uh, Vasundhara Raje who has had to face this. So one would expect that, you know, if you come from a political uh, family or if you have a political lineage, you have, uh, you don't face these. So in her case, very surprisingly, she was the serving uh, CM. And uh, she says that an impression has always been created about her that uh, she drinks. Now, uh, that's a personal choice, which somehow women are not able to exercise. I'm not saying that whether she drinks, she does not drink. What I felt was what she has been so hurt about is that because she's a woman, she was targeted. And, you know, this 8 p.m. whiskey brand was used to uh, say that, you know, 8 p.m. no CM. That image that, and it has somehow lasted all this while. So much so that uh, 8 p.m. Uh, no CM is now a Twitter, very popular Twitter handle, which actually uh, keeps propagating and uh, disseminating Rajasthan politics news. Um, so that's an independent handle at that time. And so I, in fact, uh, what is interesting is, uh, uh, Shubna, that uh, it's not just Vasundhara who uh, Raji, who's had this kind of an experience. It's across the board, across political parties, and everybody around uh, gets this. Uh, uh, so what happens is that uh, whenever a woman steps out of the home, the patriarchal mindset actually, uh, you know, exposes them to this thing. So Ambika Soni also, uh, Shobna, has actually said that uh, this is, um, you know, uh, uh, it's just that her proximity to Sanjay Gandhi was again and again uh, used against her. So uh, in the book, she's been very candid about it. She says that, um, you know, it, uh, the easiest way to bring down a woman is to assassinate her character. You don't run faster than her. You just assassinate her character. And one would think that, you know, uh, this is something that uh, uh, other women who've, again, you know, who've had political uh, lineage would not have to face. 
but uh, they have been facing this, which is very uh, strange. So, uh, like uh, Kani Mori, she was the chief minister's daughter. She says, you know, she says that it's not just character assassination, what you eat, what you wear, how you sit, how you speak, whether you're too aggressive, whether you're too soft. So she said everything about a woman is uh, dissected. What was another interesting point, it's not just the character assassination, Shobhna. It's also, um, you know, women as uh, career professionals um, in politics are not taken very seriously. A common thread that runs through the book. Like uh, from Pratibha Patil to Renuka Chaudhary to um, Kani Mori, even Kavita Kalvakuntala, who recount specific incidents that, you know, when they are supposed to speak on, say, budget or so-called serious subjects like defense, economy, uh, security issues, somehow their male counterparts are somehow preferred uh, over them. They say that um, uh, Renuka Chaudhary specifically said that, you know, I would uh, ask a lot of uh, uh, women uh, politicians to say, you know, women leaders, come at least join this defense committee, standing committee in parliament. And she said that somehow we are also at a certain level because we are not taken so seriously. We are also not uh, participating in these places. Um, again, uh, like on economy, Kanimori says that um, my male colleague, is uh, taken more seriously and would be preferred when the party gives time to uh, speak. Yeah, it seems to be a, a, a problem that we are nowhere close to finding a solution to. And uh, you, your book is very, very timely considering the fact that we just passed the Women's Reservation Bill. What were the views of uh, many of those who you interviewed on this particular legislation? So across board, all women thought that, you know, we need, uh, as they say, a foot in the door. And, uh, you know, Women's Reservation Bill uh, helps you in doing that, right? So it's like um, uh, you need a start somewhere. So whenever in interviews, I would ask them, uh, you know, my um, experience has been that, you know, in whenever I travel, whenever I interact with women sarpanches, I've always seen a male relative uh, really um, uh, being in the forefront. Hanging, hanging around, right? Hanging like a shadow. Yes. So, and in fact, they are then, uh, you know, they become the power brokers. You know, like Shobhna, you travel so much and you would also know that, you know, that that uh, oft-repeated uh, term, Sarpanchpati, uska the short form, you know, they, they make it like SP. So, you say he's SP. So, and then if it's a, a punch, so they'll say this is PP, Panchpati. So, um, these are very common, right? So whenever I ask them that, you know, don't you think a similar thing would be repeated if we have women's reservation? They somehow vociferously denied that. They said that, you know, this will never happen. Probably it will happen in the first election, probably a second time in the second election. But obviously by the second cycle and the third cycle, the women will actually become policymakers. They shall take the reins over. Yes, yes. And they will come into their own. Probably not in the first one where we'll actually be looking at only uh, reservations, reservations. But probably they will come into their own soon. Yeah, even but even the first one, as we all know, thanks to the two riders in the 
there is is a long way off. We need to have a census, then we need to have a delimitation. So we don't have a clear deadline as of now on when the women's reservation bill will be implemented. Um, but it, at least we have, uh, we can see the end of the tunnel. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. Um, so we do see consensus building. So at least we know that everybody uh, is on board. Yeah. All the political parties are on board. Yes, whether they want it or not, <laughs> doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a fait accompli. Um, thank you, Nidhi. Thank you for chatting with us. And I really hope that within your lifetime and mine, we get to see the Women Reservation Bill in place and we get to see more women in Parliament. It is appalling the current numbers. Likewise, Shobhna, I sincerely hope that we do see fair representation in legislative bodies. Absolutely. See you. Thank you so much, Nidhi. Thanks, Shobhna. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to The Hindu on Books. You can now find The Hindu's podcasts such as In Focus and Parley on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other major platforms. Write to us with comments and feedback at SOCMED4, S-O-C-M-E-D-4 at the rate thehindu.co.in. 